La 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 la. Hey, it's me, Kato Kalen. Yes, me, Kato Kalen. I'm a big fan of Boondoggle. And you're listening to today's Boondoggle on Domain. Cleveland Radio. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, he's still talking. Blah, 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 blah. Blah. Oh, blah, blah. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. I just wanted to take a minute in this little intro before the intro to give you an update on some of the things we got going on here at today's Boondoggle. And uh, we recently uh, launched a email account. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, you're enjoying the show, you want to see something different, you want to see certain guests on the show, you can reach us at todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. And as you know, the coronavirus lockdown has hit a lot of us uh, financially. Um, Boondoggle didn't escape it either. And uh, if you want to support us financially so we can get you uh, these interviews that you enjoy each week, uh, you can donate to our GoFundMe. There's a, a, you get on GoFundMe, look up today's Boondoggle. We got a GoFundMe that will be ongoing. And um, as well as a Venmo, you can donate. If you use Venmo, go to Venmo domain or uh, today's Boondoggle. And then also there's our Anchor sponsorship on the Anchor app, anchor.fm. Look up today's Boondoggle and you can become a monthly sponsor to us there. Uh, as you know, this is a veteran owned and operated program we got going on here it's very been man incredibly therapeutic for a guy like myself who you know is a veteran with ptsd and anxiety uh, just gets me out there talking with people and gets me out of my comfort zone and it's been awesome but uh it all costs us you know the travel accommodations to to get to these interviews that you want to hear so if you can help out anyway we truly appreciate it um, also, please follow us on social media. It's at Today's Boondoggle. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just please follow, subscribe, comment, comment. download the, the episodes. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, any of the programs that you use to listen to your podcast. Please, please uh, do whatever you can to support us and hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio and uh, sitting down with a friend of mine, a real hard charger, a go-getter, an author, an entrepreneur, my friend Renee Envy. What's going on, Renee? How you doing? Hello. How are you? Thank you for having me. Good, good. We've been talking about doing this for a little while uh, and uh, we're here doing it. Yes. So... Like I was telling you, you know, you've got a interesting story, got a, um, you know, real positive energy about you. Uh, you come up with some goals, you crush them, and then you come up with more goals. But uh, 
usually when I have somebody on for the first time, I like to get a little bit of a background to them. So like originally, what did you want to be when you grew up? Wow. I don't know exactly. I just knew that I wanted to be a woman that wore high heel shoes and wore pretty clothes. <laughs> so like a princess kind of. <laughs> yeah. Or like a businesswoman that, you know, was in the city and, and keeping it busy, you know, that's, that's what I envisioned. I remember just being like 14 years old and, you know, just pretending to be wearing high heels and what it'd be like, you know, to match the skirt with the top and everything like that and look very sophisticated. And so that was pretty much, yeah, my goal. And then, so you, when you had that vision for yourself, like at 14, like um, what uh, did you like put ahead, you know, like you're, you were in uh, high school around then? Or yes. Getting, mm -hmm. So like well, what? pre-high school. Yeah, like junior high? I was high? still yeah, junior high. Okay. And then um, I went to high school and I was graduating. And the first thing that I did was I got my real estate license. So at the age of 18, I had my real estate license because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to wear nice things, you know, nice clothes and um, to be someone that, you know, my family was pretty big into real estate. You know, my father flipped houses and always um, had a rental property. So I knew real estate was the way to create wealth. And that's what I, I didn't really want to be famous at all. I just wanted to have... Um, a financial situation where you know I didn't have to worry and was very to do. So 18, right out of high school, get your real estate license, start doing that for a little bit. And then uh like uh what other ways so, did you expand and so then um I feel like I was drafted to the war, but it wasn't the war. Uh I got the dreaded call from my father, come over, I need you to fill out a form. And I got there and I said, what's this for? And he said, well, my employer is hiring. And I was all like, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to wear, you know, my pretty clothes, my pretty dresses and uh, be a girl, be a woman. And he's like enticing me with the benefits and the paid vacation and telling me like, you know, with real estate, you don't have all these benefits. You don't, you know, get to have paid vacations or your dental and health care paid for and um, that you'll never have a pension with real estate. And so I was like, he's right, right? So it's like, well, fill out this form. They're only hiring 400 people and they're picking out of, you know, at that time, I want to say maybe 5,000 people hmm. because every employee at Ford Motor Company had gotten um, this, what's called a lottery uh, chance. And you put one person's name in and then it goes into a barrel and then they picked 400. So my name was picked. And so when my name was picked, it was like draft. It was like, you yeah. got to go. And it was like, no matter. And then it was like, you got to go. And no matter how hard it is, you can't quit. Like just no matter what, like the pain, you know, in a, in a, um, you know, I started in the iron foundry, which um, was the Cleveland casting plant. It's no longer with us and um it was what the plain dealer our local newspaper had called um hell's personal bakery <laughs> so for being like a 20 year old girl who had dreams and aspirations of 
being very sophisticated, you know, and having nice clothes and to be um, a prominent woman to go to, you know, what a local newspaper is calling Hell's Personal Bakery. Um, there was fire and just, it, you know, everybody was dirty and working hard and everybody wore coveralls and steel toe boots. So it was the furthest away, but, you know. Were you um, able to bedazzle your coveralls or anything like that? You know, we did not bedazzle. <laughs> I just wore a wife beater underneath, you know, and just did the best I could. Um, but there was definitely women that that I, um, that actually I looked up to because they're wearing, you know, coveralls and steel toe boots and gloves and um, hat and goggles. And they still have their red lipstick on. And I was just like, I remember just looking at this one lady like, wow, she has her lipstick on. If she can do it, I can do it. So looking like Rosie the Riveter. She, or whatever. Really? Yes. And I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. You know. And then so then that opened the door like what you said you were like 20 years old kind of left real estate and yeah. focused mainly on working in Ford. Yes, yes, working in the auto industry. Yeah, and being a union member and learning, um, you know, so much about the union. But aside from that, uh, the whole motto of the auto industry is I am my brother and sister's keeper. And that we all have a responsibility and a duty to make sure that our self and our brother or sister in the union uh, get to go home to their family every day the way that they came into the plant. And that culture, as tough as it could be, and there was some really tough, bad apples in that culture, but the principle is what America needs so much right now, that spirit of brotherness. Uh, yeah, it's very sounds very much like military, you know, right. like everybody has each other six, wants to make sure everybody makes it home safe, you know, uh, hardworking environment, dangerous environment. Yes. But, yes. Uh, you know, I I was thinking like, you know, a lot of families, they kind of get you into the family, following the family footsteps. They kind of decide your, you know, I guess, quote unquote, fate going forward, a lot of people are, oh man, that's great. You're working for Ford that you can get a retirement. That's the rest of your life, but yeah. you still had a calling to do that. more, you know, and you listen to that voice and kind of chase that. Yeah. You want to talk about when that started, like how long you were there yeah. at Ford when all of a sudden you were like, you know, I feel like mm -hmm. I'm meant for more. And Yes. So like I said, I started, you know, at the bottom of it's a seniority shop. So I was definitely, it takes you about five years to even really have any kind of seniority to start to um, navigate to a better job, right? So the bottom of the bottom is you're going to be chipping blocks. And then, you know, there's other jobs that are opening up, but you need to have at least five years. And so in 2005, I had made a move because um, I had, also, in between from 1999 to 2005, I also did work in the um, in the engine plants. And then I went back to the iron foundry before anyone else wanted to. And I remember being ridiculed for that by the building chairman 
at the time. And he had said, you know, why are you going to the foundry? Like, you know, it's, it's hell. Like nobody wants to go to the foundry. You know, once you get out, like nobody wants to yeah, go back. Yeah, yeah. And I said to him, oh, I'm going and I'll be back. And when I come back after going there, I'll be back with a Hilo license, which is a better job. Um, it's a more, instead of being tied to the line or what some of us would call actually the chain gang, because in the foundry, we actually, the blocks, they um, came, they, you would hang them onto a chain and it would go, the block from melt, from the melt department would go on a chain and on a hook. And then it would uh, go out to what's called an airport gallery where it would cool off until it was able to come back to where a technician would be able to be around it. And then the knockout house would knock the chain off, uh, knock the block off the chain. You have to hit it with a sled sledgehammer at the exact right spot. My uncle did that for 35 years. Wow. Right. Right. And, um, then it would come down to the coolers and it would get shaken. And then there was guys there that would put it in a, um, in a rack. So, so you basically next... went back to, you know, that, that field or that area, yeah, even though everybody job. was like, what are you doing coming back here? But you had to embrace the suck for a little bit so you can get that promotion. Amen. Right? We do what's hard until it gets easy. Right. And that was like, now what was that? Uh, I forget what you called it. The, the, what you were working towards to get the qualification or certification? Yeah, it was a high-low license to, okay. become, to go into material planning and logistics. Okay, and so you had yeah. to do that? to That was a part of getting that license, going back to that area? Well, no, it's just um, <clears throat> I knew that if nobody wanted to go to the plant that sucks, that the person that did get the prize, right? So I, I think there's a quote that says the... Uh, the cave, how's it go? The the cave you're afraid to enter holds the treasure that you seek. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. So I had to go back to the suck, and I just knew that more opportunities would be there because no one else wanted to go. So I went. I, I remember going it in, like, June, and by that December, I had my high-low license. I was in material planning and logistics. And so that gives you, you know, more, um, you're not working as hard. The machine is working for you. Okay. And, you know, it's more, you, you could make a little bit of like, you know, you can run to the bathroom whenever you want. And that's important to me. And yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, really, yeah. I know. It should be important like, to anybody. You have no clue. Like some people have no clue. Like when you're um, in situations like that, like, you know, well, it's eight hours and, you know, it's like, well, geez how many times do I go potty? You know what I mean? Like you want to be on a job where you can just go whenever you want. Right. Yeah, but yeah. it's not always the, um, the opportunity to be on those types of jobs. So like I said, um, 2005, I received my, my MPNL, um, classification, which also gave me a little more per hour, just, you know, peanuts, but still more. Right. And, at that point, then I knew I was at the top of what the auto industry has to offer to an average person. 
if I wanted to advance any further, I was going to have to go to college, right? Get a degree and it would have to be in either labor relations or management. And then that's, and then I could go up further within the auto industry. But I um, started to go back to school and I just used um, education money that the auto industry, had, the union had negotiated with the employers. And I started to realize, wait a minute. Okay, if I go to college part-time, it's going to take me eight years to get a degree that I'm going to start at the bottom. And I don't want to start at the bottom again, right? Yeah. You know, if anything, if I'm going to spend my time towards anything, it's going to be something that's going to be um, to create wealth and to put me in a better position than what I already was, right? We're not going to go backwards. You got to keep moving forward, right? So I um, just chose a couple like marketing classes and internet marketing classes and interior design. Uh, it's a local colleges in Cleveland, Ohio, two of them. And then um, I had an opportunity arise to me to learn business, uh, internet business, that someone had came up to me and said to me, Renee, um, my ex-brother-in-law is a millionaire down in Marco Island, Florida, and he's coming up and he's going to show us this new internet business at 7 p.m. on a Thursday. Can you be there at a, you know, a condo homeowners association room? And I was like, yeah, I'll be there. Like internet, like that's the future. Right. And this was actually 2008. And um, we were being forced to, with the decision or not really the decision, but more of the, um, the unknown of what was going to happen in the auto industry. So the uh, iron foundry was slated by our employer to, in the powers that be, to um, close the iron foundry in Cleveland, which was the last gray iron foundry in America, Mm. and move operations to Mexico. So then I was like, well, I have to prepare fast. And I don't have four years. And I don't have eight years. I may only have six months. Yeah. Like I have to find my next it. Got to get plan B going. Right. I got to get plan B going. Exactly. I was all like, what? Okay. Yeah. I'll be there. Millionaire, Margaret Island. I'm coming. Right. Put my name on the list. And I remember going and she was uh, asked me what I thought about it. And I was like, well, I'm in. I don't understand it all but I'm in like whatever it was internet business. And at the time it only had about 2,500 products and it was a different name. And, um, I was just like, okay, well, I know nothing about business, but one of these product lines that this company has is makeup. 
And that's one thing that you know. I know. <laughs> and my best friend, actually, she was my best friend since I was 14, since I was dressing up and, you know, wishing to be a sophisticated, um, prosperous woman. And she uh, and I used to play, you know, makeover, right? And she'd do my hair and she'd do my makeup. And then she'd take pictures of me in like a dress that my mom had just bought. And she ended up going into um, the makeup industry. And she made a career out of it. For 23 years, she worked with Lancome Cosmetics. And so she was like the makeup professional. So I remember being like, well, you know, I could always recruit Jenny and, you know, she'll be my, she'll be my business partner and she'll know more than me. Yeah, right. Yeah. And not only that, but you know, that's an easy sell. Like every woman, you know, they want to feel more beautiful and the person that's willing to love on another human and bring out the best of them out and have them show themselves like the most beautiful version of themselves that they could see that that was my drive that was my hope and it didn't matter about the money it was like that's what i'm gonna learn. yeah yeah and so i just started doing makeup and you know i went and got certified of course you know with modus cosmetics and i just started to go do makeup and I remember I had, um, I had a friend and he had high school girlfriends coming in from out of town and he asked me if I would come and do their makeup. And I said, absolutely. And he would pay me and everything. I said, absolutely. That'd be like so great. And he goes, and if you could go out with us too, because we're older and I don't know where to take them. And they're coming in to Cleveland and one's coming from Virginia and the other one's coming from California and they're both life coaches. Oh, cool. And I had never even heard of a life coach at that point, right? Because this is probably 2009, 2010, right? And I'm like, life coaches? I'm like, wow, that sounds exciting, <laughs> right? So I do their makeup and gave them facials, right? Prior to doing their makeup, you know, because I just want to give, right? I, I just want to love people. And so I, I do their makeup and we're all going to go out and I'll just remember them. I remember them saying, um, the one especially who was a life coach from California and she actually now owns a spa in California. She said to me, you know, she just offered me this little opportunity, whether I ever took it or not. And that was enough love and belief in myself that I was like, okay, that's my next goal. And so the little goal that she gave me, she said, I know you're good at this makeup and if you start to get together a portfolio of you doing your know, makeup that you did and you get good enough and you come and visit me in California and I'm going to give you free room and board and you and I are going to take that portfolio of your work and we're going to knock on the doors of Hollywood and we're going to knock on them until someone opens the door. And my husband just so happens is a videographer in California. And we're going to, so I know the doors to knock on. We're going to knock on those doors. And maybe you're going to be Lady Gaga's 
makeup artist and travel the world with her. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, okay, I'll do it. Right. And then that was my next goal. So then I started, you know, I, I went to some kind of fashion show in Cleveland with um, students from Virginia Marty College of Art and Design. And I remember saying, I'm just a makeup, I'm a makeup artist. And uh, right now I'm, I'm just trying to build my portfolio and I'll do makeup for you in exchange for the pictures of the work. Nice. And a fashion designer said to me, oh my gosh, yeah, will you do my fashion show? here in Cleveland. And I was like, absolutely. So I did that. And then someone else told me I should call the, um, get in touch with the cosmetology schools and go in and teach for a day and just tell them like what it's about, you know, being a makeup artist and talk to them about cosmetics. And then I did that. And then I told all the kids, you know, if they're interested to contact me and one of them did. And he somehow put an email out and made some contacts in New York City with the Bravo channel and with these, uh, like, kind of like a Jersey Shore knockoff, right? Yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, he's asking me, like, they, they nicknamed me, um, like, Makeup Mom, right? Yeah. And they're like, Makeup Mom, can we go to New York and do Fashion Week in New York City? Right. And I'm all like, oh, my God, kid. Yeah, we can. <laughs> like, let's go make your dreams come true. Right. And so I did that. And then. Um, and the whole time you were still technically an employee of Ford. too. Still at Ford Modern Company. Right. Like, yeah. literally, I was, you know, running into people out, you know, at certain places, just like Panini is grabbing something. And some kind of be like, oh, my gosh, your girl, my girlfriend, Barb told me you're a makeup artist in New York City. Like, and I said, Ford, like Ford's Renee, like, <laughs> like <laughs> she works so hard and dirty. Like she's a makeup artist in New York. And they were like, yeah. And, she, and then he's like, and she pulled out pictures that she showed me. Pictures and, you hadn't even seen. Right. Yet, I was, well, they were on my internet, you know, they oh, were on okay. my Facebook. And I was like, oh yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's me. And he said, how like he was so astonished like how did you get like, out how and i'll i'll never forget i remember i said to him i go that's the thing i don't even know how i just keep following god and i just tell him like just keep leading me and networking the power of networking the power you know, of networking being willing and exactly you know, being exactly. available and that's the whole thing is that you'll also under you'll you'll notice that when you start to go into different industries you know everybody's so um especially in business so many so many people are just about the money and just about the profit and they don't want to give they they just want to take 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 right yeah. so if you're the unique one who's out there giving because think about it yeah, yeah. i wasn't I wasn't just out there hustling because I had to make that next dollar. No, I had a hundred thousand dollar, you know, a career sitting, you know, just sitting there like that. I would just, this was my free time. Yeah. So in my free time, you know, I'm going to build my legacy. I'm going to build my future. I'm going to, 
right? I'm going to spend my time doing what matters. And, um, you know, it just opened doors. Yeah, doors, doors just kept opening for you, you know, exactly. you're willing to, to give and, you know, it's like that flow state they talk about, you know, you give and then open to receive. Absolutely. And it's so true. And it's, it's, and it is, you know, even like, wow, how did that happen? It's like, wow, it just. So that the, you know, doors open in New York, doors open in California through makeup and stuff. But then I know you've uh, gotten involved in other projects as right. well. Like nutraceuticals and things. Yeah, right. How did you start getting so into that stuff too? Then I, um, so then 2010 happened which made change things actually for the better 2010 um, the company that I had went with and was actually um, a business owner with and an unfranchised owner with our collective buying power of, of the company, the company paid um, $600 million to um the powers that be, um, Mr. Gates at this time, at that time, um, $600 million to buy shop.com. And shop.com was all the stores. So think of the movie and the book, Confessions of a Shopaholic, right? So now I, I can do whatever else I want to do. Right. I now have 3000 stores on my business. So like inside shop.com, like the, yeah. the makeup part was a one store inside the shop. Right. And then, well, it was actually an exclusive brand of the company. Okay. So the company had 13 multi different uh, multi-billion dollar industries that they had their own exclusive brands of products. And it, that's what they had. And then they introduced shop.com and blended the two. They, you know, um, converged both of the companies, combined them. And um, shop.com element was the stores and the stores were already negotiated with um, the powers that be Mr. Gates and um, to pay customers cash back and to pay a small percentage to whoever brought the customer and that's how it started to work. So then when it integrated it together, so then the 3000 stores such as target, you know, Travelocity, anything you can think of, they paid the cash back. Then they could use that cash back towards any of the products like makeup line. So now, with your shopping you already are doing now i can even show you a way to get the makeup for free okay so why wouldn't i want to go into your makeup for free when i can okay if i go and i do your makeup right now think of it like this if i just had the thought of to just be a freelance makeup artist and just i'm a hustler and and i'm just trying to get that next dollar right that mentality I would go and do someone's makeup and maybe I would get $30 or $50, right? I mean, if it's a wedding, you can charge a hundred dollars, right? But now you're one and done. You're one and done. I can't do your makeup for a wedding again. I'm never going to get that hundred dollars from you ever again. 
Yeah. See. Unless you get divorced and have to get married again. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I'm never I'm only gonna maybe get that a hundred dollars again twice. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Where instead I could come to your house, I could do your makeup and you know, talk to you about skincare and just spend time with you, loving on you, making you feel the best that you can be. I don't have to charge you. I don't have to charge you a penny. Nothing. I can come and do it for free. Because guess what? There's going to be at least one product or two that you're going to want to have. Yeah. And then you're going to purchase that. And every time you need that red lipstick, I'm going to get paid. Yeah. Okay. And so I think, and I truly believe with everything that's going on with the powers to be and with um, how we've had so much overreach through uh, institutions that have been in place and that their decisions, you can totally see, like, it's just so in front of you. You can totally see that they are putting profits over people and they're putting profits and corporate greed over the sanctity of human life, right? And their way of thinking even if they have all the mil, you know, all the trillions of dollars in the world, their way of thinking is not right and it's lacking. And at some point the levy is going to break. Yeah. And I believe, I believe right now we are at the levy is going to break. Corporate greed has gone too far that um, even, you know, you could push, you could push yourself right out of a job. You know what I'm saying? You could do that with trying to take too much, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then you have the real power. Well, the real power is collective buying power. The real power and the real strength belongs to the people because the people create the wealth. Without the people, there's no wealth, right? So when we start to teach people that their power is in their pocket and in their decisions and in their self-responsibility, it flips the whole game. And we're at this point right now where the love is going to break. The game is about like the monopoly board, right? Yeah. It's being turned over because it's like this. If you're going to starve me out, you're only going to starve me out for so long. I'm going to figure out a plan how to starve you out. Right? Yeah. Like, you can only poke the bear for so long. Hey, baby. This is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I got to tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream so if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support 
support this veteran-owned and operated company today. And today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's DreamNutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash Boondog10. And remember, Dream is not spelled like Dream Daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your friends from today's Boondog sent you. When you poke the bear that that one time, it only is going to take that one time. When you poke the the buying power, collective buying power of the collective of we the people, and you just keep poking that bear, that bear is going to rise. That bear is that bear is a <clears throat> sleeping giant that they don't want to mess with. Yeah, and that's so- why they got to do all these different things, you know. Yeah, we're kind of getting a little ahead yeah. of of the topic right now, but yeah. um, so you know, you start building this these this shop dot yeah. com <laughs> franchise, you get getting your name out there. Yes, you also are an author. Yes, like when did you get to realize you wanted to put a book together, and like how did right. how did growing where you you know growing your your online business get you to a place where you made this a reality? Right. So um, with shop.com and Market America, I just go to different um, events, right? I go to different seminars. I go to different, you know, I'm on my phone webinars. Matter of fact, there's a international business conference going on right now in um, Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm supposed to be there, but instead I'm using my ticket to actually just stay at home and virtual tour the um the conference and um so it got to a point where just um you're you're going to different events and you're going to different seminars and continuing to network with continuing to network and um it was a good i only about 10 it's only happened twice in my in my life so like every 10 years this one group puts together a get motivated seminar and they travel the whole country Mm. and it's like celebrity packed, like the business conference. Like when it comes, like you want to get to the get motivated seminar. Yeah. And they come to Cleveland because Cleveland is a powerhouse. I don't know if you even remember, um, uh, Cleveland hustles, like that needs to be revised. Like that needs to be restored and and yeah, Cleveland used back. to be Millionaires Row back. and everything. You Absolutely. know, back in the day, the Rockefellers. It you know? And it still is. We just have to remind ourselves the true potential and power and stop seeing what is just in front of us right this exact moment. Because on the other side of everything that's going on right now is a very great future. I mean, it is everything you've ever could have imagined it's on the other side of this and right now we just got to get to that other side it's like you know you can manifest you know being poor or you can manifest 
being prosperous. Right. Know, put out that positive energy. So I get to the Get Motivated seminar and um, this was probably, it was, it was 2016. And the first one was like 2011. So yeah, okay, so probably like what, five years apart? Every five years they come around. And it had gone from being at the queue, which is huge. Yeah. You know, our um, Cavs arena to going to, um, it was just at like the, the Wolfstein Center or something smaller. And I got there and the main headliner this time was going to be Les Brown. But Les Brown um, wasn't able to come that exact day. And they're like, we're sorry to tell you, no, he's not able to make it today. Cause I know he does have, he's older. So he has health issues. Um, and, but we stood around or we stayed, I mean, we stayed long enough to hear the other speakers. And there was one speaker on there who said, um, you know, he was more talking about going into public speaking. And I had already given, um, you know, public speaking speech in 2008 and knew that you know to get your message out more that that's what you're gonna have to go towards so he was going to put on a he was going to come back like a month later and do a three-day um seminar and so i went to that and he is a publisher and so he was talking to us about the importance of having a book and then he was putting on a speaker communication workshop where you would be certified in Canada the following month. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going. And I remember I had a business partner who at the time wanted to go no matter like more than anything in the world, but he didn't have a passport. Mm. Well, since you don't have a passport, you, you can't go. Like I told you, be prepared for this, like, Things are happening fast. Like always be prepared for no matter what, yeah. when an opportunity comes, because it's better to be, it's better to be prepared and not have an opportunity than to have an opportunity and not be prepared for yep. it. Right. So I'm like, well, I'm going, sorry, you can't, but yeah. I've been telling you, get your passport. So I go. And at the end of the three days in Canada, um, Raymond Darren says, he says, uh, I'm going to co-author three books, come up and pitch me your book. And I remember like, I didn't have a book, right? Matter of fact, all I had was this first little title from steel toes to stilettos and to pitch the book, I had to tell him what the book was going to be about. And the book was going to be about my biggest tragedy and how I overcame it. Not my greatest accomplishment, hmm. but how I overcame my greatest tragedy. And so I remember he had like 10 people were all going to be pitching for this three spots, three books. And I'm like, okay, I got to pitch my story and talk about my greatest tragedy. And I just turned around from the circle and cried my eyes out and then it got to my time and I turned around and I wiped my tears and I told him and he said wow wow 
incredible. Of course I'll do your book. You go and tell them you're one of the three. Wow. You're one of the three. And I remember being, you know, so grateful and then being like, wow, I don't even know what this means now. Like this changes so many things in my life. Right. You and, care to share what the, what it was you shared with them? And that was, um, my, the greatest tragedy in my life was my mother's suicide hmm. and that I'm a suicide survivor. And, um, you know, when he asked me, what's, what's the title of your book from steel toast to stilettos. And he's like, and what's it about? And I said, it's about, uh, you know, a woman that works in the auto industry and what it's like for a woman to work in the auto industry and how hard it is, you know, with your smaller stature and the heat and everything. And, you know, the, tr the things that you go through that actually make you stronger and unstoppable. And, um, and then I found e-commerce and that that's my new, my new career. And he said, absolutely. You know, we, um, he knew the value and so does Les Brown. Cause I actually got to meet Les Brown and have lunch with him and spoke directly to him about, um, the cause and Les Brown and Raymond Aaron both know the seriousness of, um, suicide is ravishing our country mm -hmm. uh, up 300%. And so they both, um, God bless those men, because they've just showered me with belief and empowerment and love and graciousness and know that I'm just, you know, I'm like, how can I explain it? Like, um, you know, like when Ariel, she first got her, her legs from being a mermaid, right? She's trying to walk in her legs yeah, and they're yeah. like brand new to her. Like, that's what it's like to, to step into the spotlight or, you know, um, any kind of name recognition, you know, it's for me, you know, I'm, I feel like a fish out of water, right? Like, I just want to be, you know, somewhere else and just focused on everything great, you know? And, um, so they've actually, you know, helped create this and help, help make my dreams come true. It wasn't even like a dream. Like, how can I explain it? I just no, never, like, you know, we've already talked, like, yeah. never did I say, oh, I want to be an author. Never. I just, the opportunity was presented and you, the only thing I did was I made a promise to God. I said, God, this is so hard. This is so this is my hardest tragedy. Um, I've never felt so alone in this life, right? Being single with no children at that time and just being like, just lost my mother. Um, and um, I just remember saying, however great this tragedy is, there's a bigger purpose and a greater victory in God's name on the other side of it. And I just got to get to that. And I don't know what it looks like, but when the time comes, God will show me what he wants me to do with this pain. And I don't know what it is at this time, but I'm going to get there. And then I got to say to Raymond, I, I didn't think it was going to be a book, but here it, it's, it's a book. Yeah. And you share that story in the book and uh, uh, it's another way to reach people that may be going through a similar valley. 
and give them, inspire them with hope. Um, I know that it, that's a subject that's like very near and dear to my heart too. I lost a nephew to suicide yes. uh, at a young age. It devastated our family. So and hard. and then being a veteran, I lose, yes. we lose so many of our population to that. Yes. So it's definitely uh, something I can relate to. And, yes. you know, um, but like God says, he takes all things and makes them new, you know? Yes, and, yes, uh, yes, he does uses them for his good and that's right and no weapons formed against us shall prosper you know yeah and i'm just like wondering like you know so you started through that process putting this all together and putting this book together these men supported you getting this out what's been the uh you know when it was finally all done yeah and printed and you had the hard copy yeah you know in your hands yeah. and stuff yeah. like that you know it must have been a huge weight lifted off but at the same time then it was just like okay now now what's the next let it let let's see what happens so what, yeah. what's the response been to people that have you know read yeah. the book everyone and... that's read the book you know i've gotten great feedback i am i've i've had people say you know it's the i had a wonderful friend say that you know she, it's the best book she's ever read now, i want um to make it very clear like yeah it is a really hard like that that tragedy and that little story is hard but when you read the whole book together like there's so many inspirational quotes that i put in throughout the entire book yeah and song lyrics and <coughs> you know things that actually um are beneficial that one of the greatest compliments that i got was a guy told me um he told me that he keeps my book on his nightstand and he's read it fully through three times, but whenever he has a bad day, he just turns to like, you know, some, just a random page or, or maybe he knows what page, right. Yeah. And, um, and it helps him. And so that's, that's what it's about. Um, it's about like, this is a piece of me that is a friend that's beside you that can go with you anywhere. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and it's a piece of you, you can give. Exactly. You know, exactly. For others to. Exactly. Yeah. Have you had people like that have been through like similar situations with losing a loved one to suicide, say, you know, how your book has helped them? A little bit. Yeah. I think of one for sure that I remember for sure. But, um, you know, a lot of, I've, I actually had another veteran like you. Um, he actually said that he prayed out loud during my book. Like mm. it was so like he was praying out loud. Like, so it, you know, everybody's different. And so it, it just depends on, you know, um, how they react to different things, but no matter what, there's so much inspiration and motivational things in there that, I made sure that I tried to put as much as I could. And then how much, you know, I mean, now you have this, this book out there, you're, you're a, a high selling author, or, um, you know, you kind of got like more legitimacy behind your name now, right? You know, this is a huge right. thing on that portfolio you talked about in the right. beginning building for the makeup. Yeah. I mean, this is huge on that. How many, how many more doors has this opened up for you now in um, the business world? Well, one of my favorite opportunities that I opened up was um, I was being coached 
in the fall of last year by uh, Les Brown himself with Power Voice, his coaching program, and also with Sharon Letcher, who is like my businesswoman crush, right? Sharon Letcher served on two different presidents' advisory councils for financial literacy, and she uh, was the woman CEO of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, also one of the co-authors of the book, Why We Want You to Get Rich or To Be Rich. And uh, I got to have her kind of groom me and help me and her husband. And that was really cool too, because her husband is actually um, an intellectual property attorney and not just any international property, um, intellectual property attorney. He is the intellectual property attorney who represented the Cleveland of Browns. Oh, wow. Against Art Modell to keep the Browns name in Cleveland. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I hang out with like secret celebrities like that. I'm all like, dude, that's so boss. That's yeah, gangster. that is awesome. <laughs> you know that what I mean? Like, huge. Yeah. So I like to be in little masterminds and secret like, you know, yeah. meetings with people like that. And I'm glad you brought up masterminds too, because like I went through this uh, program that introduced like masterminds and the importance of the accountability, you know, it's like uh, forming these groups that where everybody kind of encourages each other, you tell each other what your goals you're going for and they don't really ride you or nothing, but they just kind of hold you accountable to, you yeah. know, are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Like how, how, here's how they work. And it's so amazing. You're telling your goal to someone else. Whenever you, it's even, you know, even if it's a, a small personal goal, like, you know, uh, trying you to give up, life to it, trying to give mm -hmm. up pop, right? Let's yeah, say we're yeah. not going to drink pop anymore. Wherever you're from, maybe you drink, you drink soda, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we drink pop in Cleveland. So when you tell someone else, I'm going to do something, it has a higher rate, a higher weight on it. Yeah. And you actually will fulfill it more. And so when you start creating these, we already have communities. We, I think we all can agree. We already have enough uh, people trying to drag us down in communities in different, no matter what walk of life you're in. Yeah. No matter There's always going to be from. misery loves company. Misery loves stuff. company, right? Crabs in a bucket. Yeah. Uh, once, once the crabs see one crab trying to escape the bucket, they drag that, that crab back down. So we already know once you leave your home, you're going to encounter someone who's going to yell at you in traffic who has no, doesn't know anything about you, right? Yeah. You, you may um, not, you know, have such great time at places that the powers of B own, right? Um, and, you know, coffee shops and fast food places, right? So... To have this community, and you know what, small little communities, it, it doesn't even have to even be business related, right? Yeah. I mean, it could be an app where you're all like-minded people and trying to find the truth, the best, you know, trying to help each other, what? want the best for each other. Those types of communities, they don't have to be, you know, this isn't 
this isn't the but, 1700s. Like for me, I would relate it to kind of like, you know, I'm in recovery. I go to AA meetings. I right. have a home group. I have a, you know, a men's group like tonight that I attend three Friday nights. And we, we just help try and support each other to become, you know, better today than we were yesterday. Amen. You know? Exactly. And I think, you know, it's so needed. And that's one thing that the powers that be can stop. You can't stop. I don't care how many, you know, masks somebody wears. They're still at some point they're going to talk to someone else. Yeah. And that's the power of talking. And we're not talking about mass mandates either. We're talking about the fake, <clears throat> the, the images we hide behind, right? All of it. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can't stop people from talking to each other. And here's the beautiful thing about talking to each other. I can't see what's in Bill Bailey's mind, right? Yeah. I'm not really Superman. I don't have x-ray vision. I can't see what's in your mind, right? But if I see you in an elevator and I'm, you know, I could ask you a question like, you know, hey, do you like Superman? You know, like, I love your shirt. Or, or, or just even how about a compliment, right? Yeah, yeah. Give a gift. Hey, I love your shirt, Superman, right? And then you're like, yeah, I love Superman. And then I'm all like, well, you know, Superman was from Ohio. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> maybe we're in Chicago and we're in an elevator. And he's like, no, I didn't know that. But like, well, yeah, he was he was from Ohio. And so am I, you know, and my name's so-and-so. And I'm the author of the book from Steel Toast to Slatters, right? Yeah. And... That conversation, okay, so then that quick interaction that I just made, let's say he goes and he purchases my book and then he reads it and it changes his life. I have a responsibility and duty to do that because we have to, we have to, you know, it's so needed. And, and so definitely pick your tribe, find your tribe, find your beginning. Yeah. I try and tell my daughters this all the time too. It's like, you know, look at your circle, Yes. you know, look at your circle of people that you spend time with, yeah. you know, what are they doing with their lives? Right. What goals do they have? What are they working towards? Right. You know, cause that's how you're going to be. Yes. You know, yeah, so choose wisely. You, you know? are the accumulation of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. You are the sum of them. If all five of your friends are millionaires, at some point you're going to be the sixth millionaire. Oh, yeah. If all five of your friends are not, you know, are impoverished or, or making bad decisions or going to the bar every Friday, you're going to be the sixth person going to the bar every Friday. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You can do that for 10 to 15 years. And then you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, where did 10, 15 years ago? Oh, well, yeah. I went to the bar every Friday and drank Mind Erasers. And that was me. You know? <laughs> you know? I, I did that, un unfortunately. You know, I look back. But so did I. There's I'm, not, nothing I'm not any I can... better than anyone else. But then, you know, I I can only sit there and dwell on what I, I did, you know, for so long. And then I had to start saying, well, today's a new day. That's right. You know, that's right. It's not too late to try and be better. Right. Um, which is another thing that kind of like connected us. Yes. And uh, our friendship. And, um, you know, 
I know like some of the projects that you're working on right now. Yes. Care to share with the audience some of the things yes. that you're. So we are growing the real rich revolution and it's going to be why I want you to get rich all the different reasons because I need all of us to want to prosper and help each other prosper so that we can take back our power from the powers that be. Like I said, there is no greater power than we, the people, humanity, um, without people, you know, just things aren't as great, you know, like the power of the people, the power of a conversation, the power of a meeting, the power of an opportunity all changes your life. And it's, it could be like that one meaning, one connection, mm -hmm. one first impression can be the door that opens up to create something of a completely new life for you that you've never even imagined. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, um, I'm getting more content out and, and we're growing groups such as I have secret groups like the apprentice, um, and we're building the real rich revolution. Also, I'm on the real rich revolution is on telegram. We're building up different social medias than what normally was. Cause like I said, I, I believe that we're at a paradigm shift where the levy is going to break and it's going to be at some point, everything different, like everything that was, isn't going to be how it was. And things are going to be, the future is bright. The best is yet to come. The right? best is yet to come. <laughs> and, um, you can reach me at Renee360.com um, and they can purchase the book or do anything from there. Connect to my different social medias. I'm going to be connecting, um, hopefully, the other new social medias to that platform. And we all are kind of, I think, I believe that we're all in a position where, you know, we're learning how to use our sea legs again, right? Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, to kind of like take all your content and have to move to a different platform um, because of different powers that be, you know, we're taking back our power and we're going to identify companies, products, and services that have the best interest of all of us in mind. Uh, companies and products and services and people that are putting people and the greater good above people and, you know, above profits of yeah, people yeah. or the corporate greed. Now right. you, I saw a video that you recently did that caught my eye because uh, I've always been like an X-Files guy and I've seen this thing called UFO, yes. you know, on this video, but it wasn't the UFO I was thinking it was. You yes. care to talk about that? <laughs> yes. So I am a UFO and I have many friends that are also UFOs. We are unfranchised owners and that is with shop.com. Um, it means that you're a business owner and it's called an un, the business itself is called an unfranchised because it's, it's something that's never been done before. And that's why we're UFOs because it's never been done before. There's never been a shopping and annuity, you know, rich dad teaches the principles of how to invest and how to go from, you know, if you ever read the book, rich dad, poor dad, rich dad, poor dad principles are, you know, what do the rich do that the poor don't? And what can the average 
employee do to step into entrepreneurship, into investing, into big business for themselves and for their family? And uh, shop.com has created the platform to do that. And it's the power of our collective buying power. It, and just to kind of give you an example, right, of how, how this all works and how we're all connected and why we have to do things the way this new way. Okay. Someone may watch this, right? And they may be like, wow, she, you know, kind of knows a thing or two. She, she must be really smart. And, you know, I'm kind of, she knows this much and she started in 2008 and here I am, it's 2021. I have to start, I don't know nothing. Right. And, um, here's what I know in all of this I've made a lot of mistakes and I did, you know, I searched for this and that. So I already kind of navigated it for you. Yeah. All I'm asking you to do is kind of take my hand and go with me, go with me. And it's, it's places, you know, there's people that literally you can't take them to a ball, you know, like you can't get, this isn't for everybody. Right. Yeah. People, yeah. I remember they don't want to go. I would see like, some of your pictures about going to the ball. And I was like, what's yeah. the ball? And I'm like, can I go with you? I have other things other than my Superman, <laughs> yeah. you know, basketball jersey. No, but I mean, and it's not that they don't want to go to the ball. And it's not that they don't want to put on a suit. It's that they don't know what it is or where they're going. And they'd rather not go somewhere they've never been. Yeah. That's the Step fear. out of their comfort zone. Yeah. They don't want, it's the fear that holds them back. False evidence appearing real. Well, if I go there, you know, this might happen. Or this one, you know what? What are they going to think saying. about me? That's what know? I'm saying. Yeah. Come with me. Nobody's going to hurt you. You know, I'm, I, it's just entrepreneurship, right? Nobody jumps and, you know, be from back in, steals anybody an entrepreneur these are business settings and i think that's the most beautiful thing is that these are business professionals that are um that know what it's like to walk through that first door of that first business conference or that first seminar and you know nothing but you know that you want to be the person on the stage right and so the unfranchised opportunity is something for the average person to see the other, really not just see it, but touch it, feel it, and be a part of what it's like to be a Superman, what it's like to be a UFO, what it's like to go to outer space, what's it like to reach limits that you've never reached before. And I'm going to tell you, this is the most important thing. It is better to have a goal and not reach it than to not have a goal because you'll reach it every time. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm happy that today I get to sit here and say, I have a book, right? But guess what? There was 2008. I didn't have a book. 2009. I didn't have a book. 2010, 2011. All those years I sat there just like every person that's going to start today. I yeah. didn't have a book either. I walked in the door. I found people that believed in the future and in my potential more than what 
I had to offer them. And so I want to offer that unfranchised opportunity to anyone and everyone that I can. You can follow me on Telegram. Just go to The Real Rich Revolution and you know you can send me a direct message or any of the social medias. It's just Rane, um, Ra or different different ones. We're adjusting them because we're going to be changing. We're going to be changing the last name because that's another part of the whole um, networking. Uh, is we're we're growing. Right? Yeah, so yeah, we're constantly growing. Now and you mentioned some of the goals. You know, having it better to have goals, you know, and you've uh, talked about some of the goals that you've already accomplished. What kind of goals you got going forward? Well, book number two. Okay. <laughs> That's my goal. That's my like, oh, once I get to that book, right, everything's going to be. That was my next one. It was like, as soon as, you know, this one was done, I got the re I got the award. I was like, okay, I get to, you know, tell people about it. And what they do, if they purchase it, they purchase it, they read it, they read it. I, I can't control that. I just keep going. And um, so book number two is the goal. Um, and see, that's the whole thing is once you start to grow into entrepreneurship, your goals change. Yeah. Okay. And so most people, you know, most people would want to hear me say, oh, my goal is you know, once I get this Lamborghini, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Then it's, and I'm all like, so like when you ask me my goals, see, that's the whole thing about goals is they're personal. And the beautiful thing about it is, is your goals are not going to be my goals. Your dream is not going to be my dream. Right. And that's okay. That's perfect. That's the beauty of, that's how God created all of us. We have our own goals. We have our own dreams. We have our own DNA and, and, and genes. And it all works. There's plenty for all of us. We just do have some selfish people, but not in the way of what they're trying to make it think that it is at this moment. But here's the thing that I have to tell everyone is that um, aside from just having goals, right. And, and our goals are, are all going to be different. Like my goal is, um, to help as many people as I can in this time and to be able to find the solution to what, um, what problems we may face as humanity in the future and how to maybe reverse some of the bad things that have come into play. And that's why I'm on this mission. This real rich revolution, my main goal with it is not monetary. It's not materialistic. Here's the thing I know. No one of us is as smart as all of us. I, you know, it's just like being in, in this whole uh, time that we've been in recently. You may listen to a, a two minute video from a teacher <clears throat> in California or a gentleman in New York who's just fed up. And you listen to the gentleman in New York who's fed up 
And you talk to that teacher in California who's fed up and they both talk different and they both think different. Guess what? They both have great points. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take a little bit of what he said and I'm going to take a little bit of what she said. And now I have a, a, uh, an argument or I have the facts to stand stronger in my side of the argument that I believe is right. Yeah. Or you have a better understanding. Like people haven't, I mean, especially with social media, it seems everybody just wants to run around with their bullhorn and get on the soapbox, but no yeah. one's listening to the other side. Yeah. You know, and we need to, yeah. like you said earlier, we need to communicate more. We need to talk more. We yes. need to use our voices. We need to use our ears as well. Yes. You know? Yes. God gave us two ears and one mouth, right? Yep. Yep. And that's what it's about. So my my next goal is for the real rich revolution to become a movement that empowers and strengthens all of humanity. And then together we're gonna write another book. That's going to be book number three, four, five, seven, twenty, 20, right? Yeah. And so that's the whole thing is, you know, you don't have to be great to start. You just have to start to be great. And so in order for a nation to be great, the people have to be great. And so I don't know what your goal is or what your situation is. But, and I don't know what your start looks like. Maybe your start is you could go to my YouTube channel and find Envy Factor. And, you know, maybe there's a video that I said even five years ago. That's your start. Maybe you're going to read a book. That's your start. Like, it's up to you to build your future. And I'm just trying to help to navigate those that I don't know. I don't know where they're starting. I don't know their situation and it doesn't matter because every single one of us can bring something to the table. Even if it's just saying you don't know, but you want to be part of the real rich revolution because you know that you, you have to spend to live. So if you're spending money anyways, why not pull your money together so that we, the people can create the real rich revolution, take back our power, right? So I can't, there's no way humanly possible in my entire lifetime that I could spend a trillion dollars. There's no way. No. There's no possible way that I could spend a trillion dollars. There is a possible way that I could create and make a trillion dollars. I can figure that out. I could cross, I could reverse engineer any business that's the top of the top, figure out how they did it and start to, you know, and, and probably even figure out a way because now it's been 10 years, 20 years with the power of the internet. I can figure out how to do it faster and easier than they did when they first did it. Right. Yeah. Like the powers that be the powers that be that, that we think are above us right now, they all still had to climb to that level. And so if they can climb to that level, 
we can climb to that level. And guess what? We can get there faster and quicker and better and stronger if we go together. Amen. And take back our power. Oh, yeah. Right? So, I, like I said, there's no way that I could spend a trillion dollars in my lifetime. I can find out a way to create and make a trillion dollars in my lifetime. But then I'd rather, I'd rather take back the power of the trillion dollars with the power of the people, make all of us great. And then once we're all rich, I don't have to pay those taxes. <laughs> and that's what it's really about. It's not even about how much you make. It's about keeping how keeping much you, what make, you make, yeah. keeping what you make out from taxes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the hard, uh, I think that's the, the, the mental change that if we can, if we change one thing in your brain and thinking with this podcast today, I hope it's that you know that you have the power to do that. Yeah. And that's a whole nother topic for another episode. Yes. yes. But uh, before we get ready to wrap up, we went over a little bit about what you wanted to do, but I, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm open. Um, but let me ask you some of the questions I normally ask guests that I have on here. Okay. Um, music. Usually I'm a big music fan. I usually have a lot of musicians and stuff, you know, that I talk to on here. So I always ask this, who's your like top three musical artists? Really? My top three musical artists. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a tricky question because I love so much music and I love music that you probably wouldn't peg me as loving, you know? Right. So I am like, you know, I'm a everything from, you know, rap, hip hop, eighties music, love eighties music. Right. So, um, my top three, if I had, I don't know if I could say a top three at this time, right. Because, you know, I, that goes into also not just loving their music, but also loving the person that they are. Yeah. And person behind it. I think we all can agree that some of our idols that we have held or some of our people that we love, we love their music. Um, they've kind of shown some true colors and I don't love, I still love their music, but not what they represent any yeah. longer. And Great. so I have to say this though. Um, if you asked me my top three, I probably won't say three, but I will say that I, I still forever love Michael Jackson and Prince. Yes. And those two, I, I, um, if we can bring those back or when I see them in heaven, I'm still going to love them. Nice. Michael Jackson was actually the first person I wanted to marry. Oh, yeah. 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 When I was five years old, I remember my grandpa, he said to me, you know, if I keep, I was five years old and he thought he was teasing me, right? This little whatever. He says to me, he says, you know, Renee, you keep drinking that chocolate milk and you're going to turn black. And he thought he was teasing me, right? And I was like, this, I was like, oh, I hope so, Grandpa, because all I want to do is marry Michael Jackson, <laughs> right? And he must have been drinking white milk. I, exactly, <laughs> completely. And I'm telling you, I saw his face, I saw his eyes pop out, 
and he never teased me about drinking chocolate milk ever again. <laughs> and I carried that, I carried that uh, wisdom of whoever says anything to you to know how to like throw it back at him. I carried that all the way throughout my entire career, and I still have that. Nice. <laughs> yes. Now, is there a particular song that you feel has inspired you that you can always go back to and play? That's one of your regulars if you need that extra motivation or. Mm. Well, I love so many of them, so many of them. So if I just had to say one song, if I had to say three songs right now that I absolutely love and just, um, it would be Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. And um, there's also a version of that by Mary J. Blige. I love both the versions. And I don't know, um, probably Thriller by Michael Jackson. And then it would have to be so many more Michael Jackson ones. Like, I yeah, just yeah. love inspiration and motivation. And Michael Jackson um, and, and Prince, like, they both tried to, like, tell us, like, Hey, the powers to be, they're no good. Yeah. If you remember, it was the doctor who actually killed Michael Jackson. Yeah. And many great others too. Yep. And yeah. it was right around the, after the time they started speaking up about things that. About the powers to be. Powers to be didn't want them speaking about. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um. So what's the last book that you read? but you can't say yours. <laughs> okay. Think and Grow Rich. Okay. I actually was just part of the Think and Grow Rich um, mastermind and the recording of a video series for Think and Grow Rich with Sharon Letcher and Greg Reed of nice. the Secret, Secret Knock. Yeah. So we did that um, to create the course from October of 2020 until really uh, the beginning of January. I think it was that it went all the way through too, or maybe before December. Yeah. Nice. And then what's something you want to do uh, to be better today than yesterday? Um, geez, I think I would say, you know, to be, to be able to have every single vitamin supplementation that I want, that's on my like to, to have list and to just be like, you know, like taking, taking all of it. Like I need to take my acetaxathen, like I need to be taking that every day to build my mitochondria. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. so yeah. So I kind of like, I have geeky girl. I have geek girl uh, goals. <laughs> What's that? Uh, damn. What was that one uh, movie with Bradley Cooper? And he took that like vitamin that totally gave him like heightened his senses and whatever. Right. Kind of like a. Uh, damn, I can't remember the name of that the movie right now, but it was uh, pretty pretty sweet. It reminded me of like you know like the nutraceuticals and the people that are biohack or whatever. Exactly. Taking the right exactly you know, so, stuff to make you your your peak performance, you know? Yeah. So to kind of get back to, to, I forgot to finish that story. So I was building a network and building a networking and I had a doctor who's actually a bodybuilder who connected me about or contacted me about shop.com in 2014. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, Hey, Renee, is this, um, 
is this business anything that we can actually, uh, a doctor could do? And I was all like, I'm so glad you came, Dr. Adriana, because guess what? We have a whole division just for doctors, but I know nothing about it because I'm 100% honest with you. Like, I'll tell you, I don't know something I'll have to find out. Right. Yeah. yeah. And um, I said, I don't know nothing about it, but I know someone who does who can help us. And so I contacted another one of my millionaire friends in, in Pennsylvania at the time and said to him, um, Hey, I have a doctor who's interested in shop.com. Um, but mainly because she needs another source of income and she wants to create her own practice. And she can't do that within the strength, within the, uh, the guidelines of the powers that be of her industry, mm-hmm. which is um, she was a foot surgeon. And so we need to teach her the nutraceuticals and I know nothing about it and I'm not certified. So I actually can't even really bring her into the business. You have to make her a UFL and put her into my organization because you have to be certified to work with doctors within shop.com to actually create, um, I mean, to actually recruit doctors. So her and I went together in 2014, June of 2014 to Chicago to a three day conference seminar. And then at the end of the three days, you take a test in nutraceuticals. And once, if you get at least 70% on that test, then you get a certification from Nutrimetrics and you're able to work with doctors. And then you have to kind of, but you have to learn there's like a secret way to do it because it's not easy to get into the door past what they call the gatekeepers. The gatekeepers are there to keep you out is what they, you know, that's the truth. Um, It's just like going into any business, right? Like you're going to be the first person at the door. That's the gatekeeper. And so with doctors, um, it's really difficult to get past the gatekeepers because um, a lot of the healthcare system doesn't even recognize um, nutraceuticals. They're 100% pharmaceuticals. And nutrition in general i mean they they, they think they have like maybe an hour when they go for their doctor exactly degree md they're not even educated license. in it yeah because this is a this is a system ushered in by the rockefellers speaking of cleveland right this is a system ushered in by the rockefellers this is how he ushered it in before you were born and this is how it is and it's not going to change and these doctors know more than you and that's it and and you're like um hold on a minute Tide's changing. The levee's breaking. We're getting more and more doctors that are saying, hey, I don't want to be a foot surgeon anymore because I don't want to, I, I don't want to keep going in this direction. Yeah. I want to have my own practice. I want to have my own. So think about this. If you're just the a most amazing average American, because every American is amazing, right? It was our God given right by you know the thing, and and um, you're just sitting at home and you're like, wow, I don't even know where to start. Well, guess what? None of us ever did at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Like these doctors, 
they, they had to start somewhere too. And when you start to get to what their, their um, education is, their education came down from someone else who thought they were smarter than them. Yeah, who, who wrote they, their curriculum? And then they who probably funded their yeah. research. And yeah. then they didn't even question anything because can't get through college questioning the professors. Nope, <laughs> you can't even. Right now, things are you can't even question your own job, right? Like <laughs> that you've been doing for twenty two years. You got to rewrite the answer they want to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Right, whether you believe it or not. Exactly, you know, and. um so it's all getting shaken up and the cream of the crop is going to rise and the cream of the crop, I believe the greatest jewel that's overlooked the, the diamond in a rough, the diamond I am looking for. My goal is to look for the diamonds in the rough and for us to shine brightly and over to, to overturn what has already happened because you know we can't change spilled milk right we can't pick it back up yeah. I mean, you can't drink it right you don't want to you don't want to no but we can create new opportunities like the unfranchised ufo opportunity and just take the first step you know so i wanted to ask you another question um that i normally ask people Three, three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today. Mm. Well, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the real, the real answer. And then I'm going to give you the also answer. Okay. And the real answer is God, my mother and my father. Those three. Um, my father was hard on me, so I may be better. He, he made, he pushed me to do things that I wasn't comfortable to do. He made me better. Um, my mother, again, forced me to do things I didn't want to do. Right. Made me do the hardest thing I ever had to do. And uh, made me better for it. And God, whew, he's still working on me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Both of us. You know, <laughs> and then. If it was, you know, people outside of those three who are the most in my life and should be of everyone's, then it's going to go um, Raymond Darren, J.R. Reidinger, and probably Les Brown. Nice. Yeah. And then here's one of my favorite questions to ask. It takes everybody back uh, down memory lane, but what was your favorite toy as a child? Hmm. My Cabbage Patch dolls. Cabbage Patch, yeah. My Barbie dolls. And I can't think of what it's called right now, but it had like this special belly that I could kind of see like, and it had like, so it was kind of like a little alien, but it was a really cute alien. I, don't, I know it wasn't Alf because I also had an Alf doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want right. to say they were called like the weasels or something like the wuzzles. Something, yeah, I don't remember. Something. I'm going to have to Google it. Yeah, now. yeah, I have to look it up. Great question. And then uh, any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas? You know, we recently just have been dealing with a lot of 
tragedy yesterday and stuff, losing all those Marines and stuff. But, uh, you know, they even when this stuff's not in the news, there's people that are over, you know, in different places doing what they feel is right for us back home here. Yeah. And I usually like to let them know they're not forgotten. No, not only are they not forgotten, um, I want to say hurry up and get home. Like now, hurry up, get home. You are important. We need you at home. We love you. And don't worry about just you get home and uh, don't worry about a job. Figure out just getting home. Like you're more important than any job or just a single mission. Right. And especially um, just we need them home yeah. now. Period. We need to gather all patriots. Um, I know. I wish I had a plane, right? Yeah. Like, like that's the thing. It's like my mission, my goals are things like we have to have better resources for ourselves to go and do the right thing because we, the people, did the American. I'm not talking about what side because that's done. Okay. Both sides are not doing what's right. So we, the people, the Americans, that what is already inside the, the average American is so important. That's the diamond in the rough. That is like every American would really do the right thing. And we just need to build the real rich revolution so that we have the resources so that we can if me and Bill had a plane, it would be right here at Cleveland Hopkins Airport. We'd be getting on it right now. We'd be going to get our our men yeah. and women. Period. So yep. we're praying that God does that at this time and bring them home now. Now. Amen. Well, Renee, I'm glad we got to finally do this. I know. Good I can't wait to do conversation. it again. Yeah, yeah. Now that you are introduced to the Boondago virtual audience, yeah. uh, we'll definitely have to have you back. Uh, I know we've talked about a lot of other projects we want to work on and yes. make happen. So we'll. Uh, there will be more to come to be continued. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of our listeners and I hope you make a great day for you and your family. Hello, and thanks for listening to today's Boondoggle. And now, for your listening pleasure, Florence Whitingale presents his latest epoch. I don't give a fuck if that bitch is a reptilian. I don't give a fuck if that bitch is reptile or rugrats. Cuff that bitch. E.T. E. can fall home, but we keeping this bitch. We keeping this bitch. So, I don't give a fuck what that bitch is. Motherfuckers talking about she's a reptile. Bitch might be a reptile. Cuff that bitch. Cuff that bitch. Straight up. Cuff that bitch. I don't give a fuck if that bitch is from Planet Planet Pedophile. Cuff that bitch. Cuff that bitch. Kill. 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 Cuff that
game of Jekyll and Hyde. Wayne Brooklyn from China. Recruit Alfred Whitley like Aunt Jemima. Karen Feather, yeah. Run you out of town on a rail. Patriots in this time will prevail. Carlson. I know that last song was like daddy coming home and you know you want more and coming soon you can find it at theflowwhiteshow.com but for now feel the flow exclusively here on today's God. I remember that time down in Honduras, we're going through customs, right? Oh, and he bought a machete, <laughs> one of these big machetes he bought there. So he had to declare it, and so he got to fill this form up. He goes, Tim, how do you spell machete? He goes, K-N-I-F-E. B-I-G. Oh, yeah. K-N-I-F-E. And he's and he's right there, and he's, he's like, what's after N? <laughs> Thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall, brought to you by Today's Boondogger. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Today'sBoondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. 
leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.